0: joining me on Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A financial business plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals that want to make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your financial business strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add more profits to your bottom line. I've helped tons of small business owners establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees sustainability, profitability, and guides their growth. If you know of anybody that may be curious, share this podcast. Let's let's chat to see what we can do together to create greater profits in your business. So today, I'm super excited to have Joe Lawrence here with us. And Joe is a master at finding business financing. Joe's also an author and investor from central New Jersey who helps small business owners obtain large lines of business credit. Working in the real estate, he discovered methods to line up cash quickly as means to fund his business. He takes pride in correcting the myths that only older large companies can obtain lines of credit. His company, Business Credit Workshop, teaches those very methods to develop rock-solid business credit profiles, as well as little-known techniques on how and where to obtain business loans in today's market. So, wow, Joe, that's uh, pretty impressive, and thanks for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. appreciate it.
0: Good, good, good. So, um, today's economy, with the crisis going on and the craziness, it's even more important for business owners to have funds, backups, and, and pieces like that. Um, don't you agree? I mean, isn't this something that every single business owner should have lined up?
1: Yeah, I think it would be really important for almost every business owner to have some type of backup plan, whether that's cash reserves, which is a little bit harder to build at first, or lines of credit, just having capital at your means and available Uh, whether or not you need it today, doesn't really matter. You want to make sure you have that money in case you need it one day. It's easier to get it when you don't need it than it is to get funding for your business when you desperately need it.
0: You know what? That is so true because, um, like anything, if you don't need it, nobody wants to, or you can get anything you want, but when you want something and you have to have it, it's even more important that you have that plan and strategy already set up. So um, let's talk a little bit briefly about business credit, Um, having a business line. What kind of tips and strategies can you give the listeners to establishing their credit history?
1: The first thing you want to do is make sure that you establish your business credit profile. And part of that is by simply working with vendors and other companies that report activity to your business credit profile. So a lot of people don't even know that they can't build business credit just on their EIN number or tax ID number alone. It's a separate profile, completely separate from personal credit, and it's separate than their EIN number and tax ID number. They need to get registered and established with the, there's basically three main business credit bureaus. There's Dun & Bradstreet, a lot of people know about. But then there's also, if you go to Experience website, you can see that there's a whole other section called Experience Small Business. And the third one would be Equifax Small Business. So you want to boost up and build up your business credit profiles with these three business credit bureaus. Otherwise, banks are not going to be comfortable lending to you.
0: That's super smart, and and most people don't think that there are separate business agencies that look at business credit. It's not just your Equifax, TransUnion, and Asperian, you know, the, the FICO scores that we all use for getting financing um, personally. I had no idea that it really, um, it really matters solely on that side. So what are some of the little tricks that we can do to, um, you mentioned vendors, uh, using vendors to... To boost
1: our score, yeah, there's like, for example, some of the vendors are more well known, like um, like Staples, Office Depot, um, Home Depot, Lowe's. Like these are these are pretty large companies that allow your small business to open an account with, and by opening an account with these companies, you know, which we're calling vendors, because you get you get materials from them, right, for your business. And they happen to report, the ones that I just mentioned, they report to the business credit bureaus. So by doing business with these companies and having a commercial account or a net 30 account, you know, an invoice me later type of account in your business name and purchasing and having good, positive, consistent activity with these businesses, they report to the three business credit bureaus. Hey, this is a business owner. Um, they're borrowing money from us. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, uh, but they are, they are essentially borrowing money from us. It might be only on a net 30 term. You know, we have to pay the full bill in 30 days, but they're paying on time. And every time you get a trade line to report to your business credit profile, it boosts up your business credit score. And it doesn't just have to be large companies. You could find little tiny companies. You could ask vendors that you work with. It could be gas companies like BP and Valero. And there's a whole bunch of companies out there that report positive payment history to the three business credit bureaus.
0: I love that. Um, my history previously, um, a long time ago, was in the mortgage industry. And so we would look at tips and tricks that we could build uh, clients' credit and get them prepared to purchase their homes. So some of the strategies that we used sound similar to this, yeah. but using the different um, the different bureaus. Is it possible that... Um, small business owners who don't have much credit and maybe are newer in the business, maybe three to five years in business and haven't really established this, could they go to um, vendors and, and partners that they've already worked with and get a letter and then that letter can be sent in to Brad and Dunn Street? Yeah. Is
1: that
0: right? Dunn and Brad Street. <laughs>
1: yeah, that, there's a service Dunn and Brad offers actually specifically where you can get um, credit for some of the existing vendors that um, you already do business with. Um, there's some rules and, you know, procedures that you kind of have to follow. So you can read up on that. You know, you can check out the forums or Facebook groups sure. and how that works, or just talk to the company about it. But yeah, <clears throat> there's actually um, a whole process where you can get a, 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 a that's very, that's very cool. That
0: oh, do we used to call that alternative, um, alternative credit.
1: Yeah. And it'll allow you to reach out to the vendor and say, "Hey, can you write a letter of, uh, you know, verification or a letter that here's my company name, here's the date, uh, here's the amount of uh, credit you've extended to me, and that I pay on time." I actually had to sure. do this for Amex, American Express, um, <clears throat> with a bunch of. Uh, they gave us uh, Amex is a really cool like bank to, if you can call it a bank, a lender to get money from because. They don't just do like charge cards, which they're very well known for. Once as a business owner, you get the charge card and you build that up and you pay it down, you build it up, you pay it down. They start expanding what they're going to lend to you. So one of the things that they gave our company, they just, by logging in, they just extended it to us was a working capital line of credit. And they allowed us to, to, like, it was for a hundred grand and I could pay a, a vendor. And then I had 30, 60 or 90 days to pay Amex, which is good because most of our account receivables, the money we're waiting on our clients to pay us is usually paid within 30, 60, 90 days. But yet I can get my vendors, I can, put them, I can get them paid right away. So um, they required me to write that letter in order to verify that other vendors I, you know, have extended credit to me and I can pay them on time. So that's a really good idea. I'm glad you brought that up, is, is to collect trade references from businesses that you're doing business with.
0: Gosh, even your cell phone company, you know, I mean, they may not report on it, but if you've got a cell phone and several cell phones for your, for your staff um, that you're paying, um, yeah, use, use anything to build that credit. So um, are the credit scores um, different for the business line versus the the traditional line? Um, So the personal line, we know personal line, um, a good credit score is in the 700s. Is is that same scoring uh, done in business?
1: Yeah, it is. It's a different model. Um, but there's like special numbers that you kind of want to aim for what you, what you could do is open up an account with, um, one of the monitoring services that we use is called nav, which mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll just spell phonetically. It's N as in Nancy, A as an Apple as in vector, right? So nav.com. So nav.com tracks and monitors your business credit scores. And you can go on there and you can look at what your business credit scores are. And they'll give you for free like a rating like A is good, B is okay, C and D, you know, like that, just like school. And if you pay them, which I would suggest you do pay them, um, they have a program where they track and monitor your business credit score. But they also report a positive payment trade line on your business credit score. So it's like doing two things at once. So you that can tax it up. Yeah, so cool. So yeah, you can learn all about um, the scoring models and things like that. Um, it's not the only resource um, that's out there, but to me, it would, be, it would be probably one of the first stops that I would make.
0: Excellent. Wow. You know, so you think just because you've been in business for for five years or ten years or whatever, and you've you've been showing good and you file your tax records, that you know you're capable of getting financing? But that's not true. Um, you one of the tricks um, that I think that uh, you had mentioned and brought to my interest is that when you 're a business and you 're applying for credit you, you'd oftentimes have to um, jump through some pretty significant hoops to prove that you 're credit worthy and you know as long as you've built up that credit score um, what are some of the what are some of the tricks or tips that we could do to uh, get financing
1: um, <clears throat> Well, there's, there's two ways to answer that, right? One of it is preparing the company such a way that banks are going to lend to you. And then two is know where to get the money, right? Mm. So let me talk about the first part for now. And then we can talk about the juicy part. Sure. In a second, right? So you have to get your business ready. So what are some of the tricks? This, this might sound really basic, but Google your company and look yeah. at your online presence because an underwriter at the bank is going to Google your company, right? Right. They want to make sure you have real basic stuff like do you have a website. Do you have reviews? Are you are you listed on online listing sites? You know the the Googles and the Yellow Pages, Super Pages, the four hundred and eleven directories, all that. Because if you're if like you're pr- trying to present yourself in a certain way to the bank, these silly little tedious things. A lot of times, small business owners kind of skip over. But to me, if I'm lending you money and I can't find you online, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Right. So you want to make sure you do that. Super you want to make sure. smart. Yeah. Make sure your online presence is good. You don't have to spend a lot of time on that, but make sure it's built up. Um, If you have clients that can give you reviews, get your Google reviews or whatever the hot platform is at the time, you know, but get those reviews, get that good online presence and make sure you build up your business credit profiles. Make sure your phone is manned. So if you're giving a, you know, a, uh, or woman, right. <laughs> make sure you right. So if you give out this business phone number on applications and it's your cell phone, you got a really cool ring back tone. That's not going to work. It's not professional. So I always say have a local landline, like a real actual business phone number it could be a VoIP. You know, it doesn't have to be a, uh, you know, a real physical old school landline, but it, it could be a, a regular digital phone number, but make sure it sounds professional. It's got a voicemail set up, make sure that someone's actually answering the phone professionally and all of that. These might seem like basic things, but just don't throw down your cell phone number on a business credit application and expect to get a hundred thousand dollar business line of credit. No doc, you meaning no tax returns required, nothing like that. Cause even you could be making $2 million in sales, but it doesn't look that way. Right.
0: Wow. See, little itty bitty things that make a huge difference. You, I never would have thought to make sure that my, my online present is succinct with my business and that it shows that I've got ratings. But then the little things like cell phone and, and having your, your, your VoIP line, because who has the landlines anymore? I don't Rating. think anybody <laughs> has those anymore. But having a separate VoIP line, a, a Google line or, or something along those lines that are separate, that's brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Exactly,
1: And make sure all those numbers are listed too on all those sites. And if you want, I could talk about a process of how the second step is where do you find the money?
0: Sure. This is, yes, this is golden stuff.
1: So one of the best tips I could share with you, and and there's been a lot of buzz about this lately because the SBA has been doing so much and local government and, uh, and even municipalities have been kind of what grants and programs like that. But the SBA has been creating a lot of buzz lately with the PPP programs and the uh, disaster loans, things like that. So what you could do, and this would work if we weren't in the, you know, in the tail end of a pandemic, this is something I've been doing for 12 years. But what you do is you look at the top uh, SBA lending banks in your state. And the reason for that is a lot of the national lenders, you know, they want you to like fit inside of a box, you know, and if you don't, you don't fit inside that box. It's really hard to get money from them. But one of the best places to get money right now and during any time of uncertainty is local community banks and credit unions because mm. they have they have the money to lend. They're portfolio lenders. They lend their own money. They make their own rules. And it's based on relationships. So the reason you start with this SBA lender list, the top lending banks in your, in your area, the SBA comes out with this database every year. So you just go grab that list for free online. And then you call the banks and you network with them and you find out what programs they have because they've already been recognized as a bank that's extremely business friendly. Right. And what you do is you reach out to the banks, you see what programs they have. And a lot of times you'll find that they are offering programs that are not listed on their website. They don't have pamphlets on them because they're like a little local two bank branch that no one's really ever heard of, but they got some really amazing programs. You know, a lot of times that that's exactly how we find these, you know, Banks that do a hundred thousand dollar no doc business lines of credit it's because we're we're working this list we're farming this list
0: that's so smart and and one of the things that I talk about is building relationships and yeah. if you like physically walk into the bank and meet the bank manager or the business development person. And you start to build a relationship with them and you're visible. And it's even really super smart to take your banking to them. You know, some of these big, uh, you know, the, the, the monstrosities that are at the banks today, um, they're not user friendly. They're not friendly to business. They're not really friendly to consumers, but you know, you know, that there's an ATM on every corner. So you go there. But then they charge you ridiculous fees. They don't know who you are. Um, and and I love the idea of going going local, going small, and building a, a relationship with someone at a credit union or a, a small business bank. Golden, golden, golden nugget. I love that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It works really well. And it, you touched on a really good point, which is the relationships. And those relationships come in handy when... When all the banks are doing these PPP loans, these paycheck protection programs, for the last like 60, 90 days, they, the, you couldn't reach the point of contact with the bank that's in charge of business lending. The only way you can get through to them is if you had their cell phone number. Well, you would have their cell phone number if you take our advice and you're building relationships with the vice presidents of business lending and you're connecting with them on LinkedIn and you're trying to meet with them for coffee and kind of take them out of the... Because that's their job. As the vice president of business lending, their job is to go network with local business owners. So them meeting you for coffee is exactly what they're supposed to be doing. But you want to build those relationships with them because a lot of times they'll they'll advocate for your approval, which is really comes in handy if the application comes back and doesn't come back approved. And you want to fight that, which I would every time, then you want an advocate at the bank um, that is going to kind of represent your interest of course, they have to represent the interests of the bank, too. But you want an advocate on the inside. So building relationships with the banks, that's probably my number one secret to success is just old school, like you said, meeting with the banks. And, and these local banks, um, they don't have as bad turnover. So a lot of the national banks, every time you walk in, it's a different teller. You can't build any relationship with them. But a lot of my older banks that are like, uh, may, I say older because like, they're not exactly as hip with the coolest, the latest app, maybe their website looks a little rinky dinky and kind of okay. old, but <clears throat> excuse me, those banks are full of money and they, they need to connect with business owners. Um, and they don't have as bad turnover. So you might be talking with someone, for, I mean, one of my bankers, she knows my entire family. She knows my kid, you know, she knows my kids Like that, those are the banks that you want is is the banks that are always there. They don't have as bad turnover. And you could, you could build a relationship with a banker for 12 years,
0: you know? I love it. And you know what, that is really the, the business of banking and they, they, it's called arbitrage. They take your money in as a deposit at a low interest rate and their job, the way that they make their money is to lend it because they make the, the difference from, the one percent they're paying you, if you're lucky, and the five percent that they're charging you, if you're lucky, <laughs> the rest yeah. is is their is their profit, and so they're interested in learning and and loaning the money out. So I think it's it's a super idea to do that. Um, You know, I think that um, I think these small banks, you know, they're they're friendly to us because, you know, they probably get one or two or five people that walk into the branch every day because everybody's doing online banking. They may not have, you know, the coolest app or or, you know, online or 25 tellers or and, and ATMs on every corner. But you don't need that because today, as long as they have an online presence and you can log into your bank online and you can pay your bills electronically. I don't remember the last time I wrote a physical check. (laughs) I think it's just having it, having somebody like um, there's those online banks that you can go to that are offering, you know, fabulous rates and prices and and interest rates and stuff. but, But there's nobody there. Yeah, there's nobody there for you to go and shake their hand and build a relationship with, and you know, take them out for lunch and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is important. I love the local side, so way to go, way to go. Yep. All right, so big
1: advocates for that.
0: So we've built our credit, um, we've got our online presence, um, we've met our local banker. What else can we do?
1: Um at that point you want to create con- like consistency and within your, I call it outreach to the banks, because the one bank that you find that we're all excited about <clears throat> may not be available in, unfortunately, you know, next quarter or in a year from now, the guy or girl you built a relationship with is likely, you know, to go to another bank. And even though we, we, we say that at local banks, the turnover is low. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. So you want to, this is work, finding these banks that offer business credit cards, lines of credit, and and all of that, that are actively lending. It's like a living, breathing organism. It's not a one-time job, right? So what you want to do is kind of create a a process or consistency, maybe for you, that's every Monday morning, you you call your five or 10 banks, you know, whatever that is. For us, we call 80, 150 banks per day, We have two full-time employees. That's all they do, right? Wow. I mean, because we have nationwide, we want to know everything about every bank. But that way, we're keeping our finger on the pulse. And we know exactly when one bank is kind of getting conservative because the next level to answer your question is really getting to know the lending mood of different banks. Uh, And it's, it's because you could apply to a bank. And if you just apply to one bank, you just build rapport with one bank and get declined, you think it's you. And I will have three clients apply for the same bank, right? And they'll all get the client, they all get upset and they will call me. And I'm like, it's not you. That bank just literally changed Titan. their program.
0: Yeah. Tightened tighten the goes. reins. That's how it works.
1: So what do we do? Excellent. We give you the next bank. Where do we get the next bank from? Well, every Monday work, you know, you call every call banks, work that list, and or maybe once a month. It does it. But the point is you want to constantly be um, keeping your finger on the pulse and just it could be as simple as just emailing the vice president of business lending. You know, hey, Adriana, how you doing? Just touching base. You know, how's lending? And a lot of times there's no changes. But when a change happens, you want to know about it because you don't want to burn the inquiry. You know, we could talk about personal credit. If you'd like, that does play a role here. You don't want to burn a personal credit inquiry in order to apply to a bank that's in a horrible lending mood that, you know, their balance sheet is whacked and their stock is at an all-time low and you just weren't paying enough attention
0: Right, right. That's smart. And the other part of that, and you you brought that up, and I think it's really important. It's not just your business credit. It's also your personal name that's going to guarantee that money along with your business. So your personal credit has to be uh, on par as well.
1: Yeah, so that's really important. I think uh, there there are some that just kind of skip over that part. And so I wanted to mention it is when, like we talked about NAV earlier, and they have something, this might be a little technical, but it's called a Small Business Scoring Service. S-B-S-S, right? So NAV has this, um, it's actually created by FICO, FICO Small Business Scoring Service, and NAV tracks and monitors that score. That score is a blend between personal and business credit. So when we look at business credit, yes, it's true that the, the business credit that I obtained does not show on my personal credit report, right? So I can max out these cards, it's not hurting my personal credit utilization, it's not hurting my personal credit score, okay? Yes, it's true that it's a separate checking account for my personal business, 100%. But if I'm asking the bank to give me $100,000 at 5.5% or whatever the rate is that day, and it's a no-doc loan, so I'm not giving them tax returns or financial statements, and I'm not giving them collateral because it's an unsecured, then they're going to say, hey, you need to sign a piece of paper that says you're guaranteeing you're going to pay me back. That paper is called a personal guarantee. So they do look, they do an inquiry on your personal credit report. So you want to have both things you know, in good position. The the higher your business credit score is, the higher it's gonna pull your personal credit. The the opposite's true too. The higher your personal credit score is, the higher it's gonna pull your your blended business credit score. So with personal So why not have both up? (laughs) Why not just have both up, right? Just spend that's why I would say before you apply for a loan, spend thirty days. Build everything up. Look at everything. There's a lot of great tips that you can do to even boost up your personal credit. Um, and, and you can read so much about that online or, or on, you know, local resources, uh, like, but, but you, one of the best things you can do is look at your utilization. So mm-hmm. utilization is very simple. If, if you have $10,000 total credit limit and, you know, $2,500 total balance, that'd be 25% utilization. So I know some of this is kind of technical, but it's pretty straightforward, don't have all your credit cards maxed out the day you're applying for a business loan (laughs) yes (laughs) yes
0: and um, and there's there's also one other trick i heard about um, in the business line that also affects your personal line it's when you make your payments so Mm -hmm. if your payments due on the fifth of the month and you pay it on the fifth of the month um, it shows that you paid it but it gives you a higher score if you paid it on the 30th of the month when it was due on the fifth, um, so that's another little trick. Is that I mean, am, am I right on that one?
1: Yeah, they you are rated with your how quick or how slow of a payer you are, but mm-hmm. it's a catch twenty-two. So yes, pay on the thirtieth if it's due the fifth, exactly. But don't pay on the twenty-third. You know, don't right. pay too early because, right, right, ironically, right. they won't have the bank or the vendor. You know, they won't have a chance to even report to the business credit bureaus that you had a balance with them. Cause if, if you extend to me credit and I pay it off 10 minutes later, it's almost like it never happened. Right. It's so kind of, a, yeah, you gotta find a little balance and exactly how you said pay about a week early. Um, yeah. So you
0: know. these are, these are tricks. So if we start working on um, our credit, we can actually improve it very quickly because the response is somewhere around 30 days, right? That you yeah. can start to see the actions and shifts that you're doing change. Show up. I mean,
1: a couple of days up to thirty days, because every every statement, you know, is is every thirty days exactly.
0: Okay, so now you've mentioned it a couple times, and we'll kind of close up with this one. You talked about a no doc loan. So most of us are afraid of you know burying our soul and and lifting up our skirt to show the banker everything about us. Um, You mentioned there's no doc loans out there.
1: Yeah, that's probably our most popular product, and we have clients from. 250,000 in sales to $8 million in sales, right? We have clients in Amazon businesses to just marketing consultants, real estate investors, all across the different avenues. But the most popular product is the no doc or low doc program. So we say full doc that that's a bank that wants two years of tax returns or more personal financial statements and all of that. And a lot of clients can provide that. Um, but, Many times, you may not want to go through all of that, or you're in the middle of filing your tax returns, you're waiting on your bookkeeper, there's always a story, right? So, what we like to find is the no-doc lenders. That means they don't ask for tax returns or financials. It really only represents like 5% of the total lenders out there. That's why I said you have to have consistency with calling these banks. So, if you call 100 banks and 95 tell you no such thing exists, don't get mad at us, just call the next five banks. Because about 5 out of 100 have these really cool no-doc business lines of credit. And the other thing we found, I'm a data guy, as you can probably tell, is about 20%, 20%, 25% of the banks you call have no-doc business credit cards. So those are two products that you can get as no-doc programs, business credit cards and business lines of credit.
0: Love it, love it. And I think um, uh, lines of credit, um, the value of a line of credit is not to go out and start using it, but that you have it just in case what's an often uh, term that you can have a line of credit open for
1: so most of the banks they'll they'll have you sign a contract that could be a one year two year i don't usually see more than that but it is okay. renewable and in majority of cases um they renew the line of credit and you don't have to necessarily reapply to do it again i mean yeah and i, and I this could, everyone's individual circumstances could be different, but I haven't had a single line of credit get, it's called termed out, get termed out on me, but it doesn't mean it can't happen to you. If you're maxing it out all the time, then they might say, well, you really need a term loan, you know, a five-year payoff right. uh, or whatever. But the line of credit- But if you're like,
0: using it at that nice 25 or 30% of your balance right. and you're using it frequently and paying it off responsibly, balance. which is the, the magic, um, they'll keep it open for you.
1: That's how you want to use it. I mean, the real purpose of it is to fund, uh, usually accounts receivables, like you're waiting on that money to come in, but you got to pay payroll. You got to put, you know, you got to pay your, um, like a lot of Amazon guys, they buy something for $3 and then they list it on Amazon for $8. So they need that money for 30 days or 60 days
0: or whatever. Until they Um, can sell it. Right.
1: Yeah. Lots of different programs out there, but just talk to the banker. That's, that's why you sit down with them for coffee and you say, Hey, uh, you know, I got the line my of credit business model. Yeah. How, what's the best responsible usage of this thing? So I can get renewed every year without any questions.
0: And and the, the other thing about it is, is that banker is a resource for you. So if you become friendly with them and you tell them, honestly, here's here's my business model and here's what I plan to use it for. How can I get approved with you? They're going to tell you everything that you need to do. And if yeah. you do that again before you need it you know, with even um, a month to six months before you need it, that will give you time to do the activities that the banker is suggesting and that Joe you're suggesting to be able to ensure that you can get it. And I love the idea of shopping banks, you know, have a, have a list. One is not, you know, one's not the only way to do it, have multiple resources that you can do it. So this is great information, Joe. And I know that, um, Every business owner needs to have a line of credit. One of my favorite lines is other people's money. Um, It's the best resource you can have because if you can borrow money at a low rate and you're making money on top of it, then, you know, it's, it's the best way to go. I'm a huge fan of, of doing that. So this is just one source of having and using other people's money. Um, what uh so we're going to wrap this up here Joe. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Um do you have any way that that the listeners can get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, we have um, a website which is our company's called Business Credit Workshop. So you can see lots of great information. Appropriately named. You're right, so conveniently named. And you could just go to businesscreditworkshop.net, that's n e t, and we'll give you a free report. It'll show you how to get 100 grand in business credit. In thirty days, without walking into a bank, just go to businesscreditworkshop.net. Love
0: it, love it. Okay, and um, so what else do you do besides business credit? Do you only do business credit, and that's your whole life? And it sounds like it's it's perfect. Do you do anything else?
1: Um, well, like business wise, I'm a real estate investor.
0: Ah, okay, um, that's right.
1: So that's what I use so- the money. That's what I use the money for. That's why I created the company. Is I needed a way like you just said, use other people's money in order to generate revenue. And that revenue is high enough to cover the expense of the debt. And then there's money left over for me. It literally Stop is. Profits. Yeah. It's like basically like kind of like printing money. I mean, I, I love using other people's money and having good debt. Good debt is just debt that's generating revenue. So that's it. Um, yeah, I have, I have a, close to hundred rental units. Um, I've been doing my real estate for you know over 12 years now. I do fix and flips. Um, but mostly I'm a, I'm a buy and hold guy.
0: But you could never have done that. You could have never created your business and got your business to where you were. If you didn't have the, this, these business lines and knowing how to get credit. I love it. Thank you, yes, Joe. Exactly. Beautiful. So that's another one of my strategies I love to talk about is that when you are super profitable, how do you take the money off your books and, and buy investments with it? So real estate is good Coy play. Oh, yeah. We may want to bring you back on and talk about that in the future as well. Ooh, I so would love that. yeah, right. I know. Always, always, always looking at different ideas. So I'm a huge fan of, of making uh, businesses profitable and what kind of advanced strategies can we do to, to help impact that. So great. Um, Thanks for listening today. I hope you found an idea or two or three or four that you can put into your business today that will help you uh, have more control over your money and be more profitable. If you'd like to know specifically how to increase your business and your profits, let us know. Uh, We're always open to chat and Joe's information will be in the podcast notes as well as my own. Um, I am super excited and obviously I put it as farthest away. As possible. <laughs> Here's my book, Big Profit Secrets Exposed, which shares some of these secrets that Joe and I just spoke about, building business credit and buying real estate uh, as a tool, as an investment for your business when you're making a lot of profits. So check it out. You can get that on Amazon. Um, And also, uh, we would love for you to give us some feedback. Um, If you want to reach out and tell us what you're doing in your business that's uh, making more profits, we'd love to hear about it. Just make sure you comment in podcast notes and, of course, subscribe. And you can always catch Profit With A Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more profitable, great information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. Thanks, Joe. Thank
1: you.